This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. Hello, my name is Hallam Pope, Adult Education and ESL Instructor at Lanier Technical College, and today we'll be learning more about text structure. You will learn what text structure is and how to identify the types of text structures used in various texts. We will cover a total of six types of text structures, including compare and contrast, cause and effect, description and example, pros and cons, chronological order or sequence, and problem and solution. We will look at key strategies and context clues we can use to identify each type of text structure using specific examples. Now, before we start, ask yourself some of these questions. Do you struggle with answering questions related to text structures on the GED language arts exam? Do you understand the purpose of text structures like cause and effect or compare and contrast, but find it difficult to identify what this looks like when you read a text? Do you often get confused between the different types of text structures because some of them seem too similar? Then this podcast is here to help you understand the purpose of each of these text structures and how to identify them and tell them apart like you would on the exam. So to start off with, what is text structure? Text structure refers to the way information is organized and presented in a text. This can include which words are chosen, the order of these words, what information is included together, and also how full paragraphs are ordered and structured. The way that words and information are presented can affect readers, and sometimes listeners, in different ways. And writers will use different text structures depending on the purpose of the text. The purpose of a text is what the writer is trying to do. And so when we look at text structure, we are really looking for clues about what the author wants us to know and understand from the text. The first text structure that we will look at is uh, compare and contrast. So to compare and contrast means to identify two things similarities and differences. When we compare two or more things, we look at what about them is the same or similar, but when we contrast, we look at what is different. Let's look at a short example and see if you can make a short list of similarities and differences between a house and an apartment. Both the house and the apartment are located in the downtown area and are close to a subway station. However, the house has a private kitchen while the apartment is shared. Although the rent for both places is $800, utilities such as electricity are included in the price for the apartment, but not the house. Now, first we see a keyword, both. This is often seen when we are talking about similarities. So we can say that one similarity is that the house and the apartment are located downtown, near a subway station. So far, so good. We next see however, which lets us know that this next sentence might be pointing to a difference, 
especially because the sentence right before used both and talked about a similarity. However tells us the next sentence is probably not a similarity. We see that the house has a private kitchen not shared with other residents, but the apartment does have a shared kitchen which is not private. The next set of keywords we see are although and but. This tells us that the next sentence will have both a similarity and a difference. We see that although the rent is the same price, a similarity, utilities are only included in the price for the apartment, but not the house. So this is a difference. As you can see, the purpose of compare and contrast text is to let us know how two things are the same or similar and how they differ. This can help us understand the two things better and help us make judgments about quality and choose the best of two options. Now for pros and cons. The next text structure we will look at is actually quite similar to compare and contrast, but different in one very important way. Compare and contrast structures look at the similarities and differences between two separate things, whereas pros and cons structures look at what is good and what is bad about one thing. A clear example of the difference could be that we could compare and contrast getting a pet dog versus getting a pet cat. How would this be the same or different? But if we use a pros and cons structure, we might look at what is good or positive about getting a pet dog and what is bad or negative. We won't be thinking about cats so much. Let's look at an example and see if you can identify words that point to a pro or positive element and which point to a con or a negative element. One advantage of owning a dog is that you must take it for walks every day, which helps you exercise and stay active. On the other hand, a disadvantage is that walking a dog takes time away when you could be doing other things. A benefit of owning a dog is that they can keep you company when no one else is home. However, with the cost of feeding a large dog and vet bills, owning a dog can be expensive. So let's look at the key words here. Firstly, we can look at synonyms for pro and con. The first one we see is advantage, which points to a positive aspect of owning a dog. Here, that dogs can help us stay active. An advantage is a pro. The phrase, on the other hand, like however, tells us the next sentence will talk about the opposite. Here, a disadvantage or con, that walking a dog takes time. Another synonym for pro is benefit. Here, that dogs are good company. We then see however, followed by a con, that owning a dog can be expensive. The purpose of pros and con text structures is again, to help us make judgments and decide between two options or arguments. Here, we are talking about whether we should or shouldn't get a pet dog. What are the pros, the positives, advantages and benefits? And what are the cons, the negatives, disadvantages and drawbacks? Next, we will take a look at problem and solution text structures. These have two clear parts. Firstly, a detailed description of a problem, issue, or difficult situation, and secondly, a solution, resolution, or fix for the problem. It is probably best to first identify the problem, what is wrong and what needs solving. 
This way, you can then look for the ways that the writer proposes to solve or fix that problem. Let's look at an example and see if you can identify the problem and then the solution. As extra practice, maybe you can see if you can retell the problem and solution in your own words. We send a lot of trash to landfills every year. Landfills are slowly filling up and we could soon run out of space in which to put our trash. Landfills cause pollution, destroy natural beauty, and with the rising cost of land are becoming more expensive. In order to reduce the amount of trash we send to landfills, some propose that we reduce our use of plastics and use reusable materials instead. Another fix could be to encourage more recycling and develop technology to help us recycle even more materials. So firstly, what is the problem here? Here we can see the problem explained in the first three sentences. First, a basic description of the problem and then more details about why this is an issue. Sometimes you may see helpful keywords like problem, issue, difficulty or dilemma to help you identify the problem in the text. Other times, like in this example, you would just see the description of the problem surrounded by language with negative connotations. Words that make us think of bad or negative things, thoughts and feelings. Language like filling up, run out, pollution, destroy, rising cost and more expensive. This isn't always clear, so pay very close attention to the language used in texts. Often, there will be key words to look for that point to potential solutions. These are solution, fix, resolution, remedy or answer. In our example, we see in order to reduce, which tells us that solutions to the landfill problem are coming up, as well as some propose and another fix that mark the specific solutions to the problem. Moving on, we have cause and effect text structures. These are actually a lot like problem and solution structures, but with a different focus. Let's take car trouble as an example. In a problem and solution structure, we might see the problem, uh, I have a flat tire, I'm going to be late, and solution, I'll change my tire out for the spare or take my car to a mechanic. In contrast, a cause and effect structure will take one step back. The cause is the reason for the flat tire. I drove over a nail. The cause causes the effect. The effect is what happens as a result of the cause. Because I drove over a nail, the cause, I have a flat tire, the effect. Take a look at this example and see if you can identify the cause and the effect. In June, temperatures were as high as 90 degrees Fahrenheit. This caused water on the ground to dry up and evaporate. Because of the hot weather, people needed more water for drinking, bathing, and for plant irrigation. This led to a drought, since there was an increase in demand for water, but not enough water to supply everyone's needs. The drought prompted government policies that stopped people from using so much water, such as water rationing and a garden hosepipe ban. Water is necessary for people, animals, and plants to live. Therefore, the drought severely affected the local population. Locals needed drinking water, so the supermarkets quickly sold out of bottled water. 
Due to the drought, many farmers also lost animals and crops, which resulted in financial hardships. The key to identifying cause and effect structures is to find pairs, one cause that matches to one effect. The first sentence explains that the temperature in June was really hot, our first and main cause. In the next sentence, we see the phrase, this caused, that clearly tells us that the high temperatures caused water to dry up. Next, we see the word because, and you'll notice this word is made up of two parts, be and cause, that again tells us the cause, hot weather. This cause leads to the effect of people needing more water. Here's where it might get a little tricky. People needing more water is both an effect that is caused by hot weather and a cause of the drought. We can see this because of the phrase, this led to. So here we see causes and effects acting like a chain or dominoes. One cause leads to an effect, and then this effect becomes the cause of another effect. Next, we see the drought prompted, which tells us the drought caused the effect of the government rationing water. In the next sentence, we see a cause, water is necessary for life, that explains the effect of why the drought was bad for local people. We can see this because of the word therefore. The cause, locals needing drinking water resulted in the effect. The cause, locals needing drinking water resulted in the effect of the supermarkets selling out of bottled water. This is made clear by the word so. Lastly, the phrase due to again tells us the cause. The drought gave the effect of financial hardships. We know this is the effect because of the word resulted. So here, some key phrases tell us the causes and effects. Depending on the phrase, sometimes the cause will come first and then the effect will come after, but sometimes it will be the other way around. Remember to look for phrases like this caused, because, this led to, prompted, therefore, so, due to, and resulted. The next text structure we will look at is chronological order or sequence text structures. Now, sometimes this text structure can be a little easier to identify. Chronological order or sequence structures describe events or actions from the first or earliest to the last or latest. These can be stories that are told in the order of the first thing that happens to the last thing. They can also be step-by-step -step instructions or a process like a recipe or an explanation of how something is made. A clue here is that whenever you see chrono in a word, it is usually related to time. Let's look at an example. Franklin D. Roosevelt was born in New York in 1882. He graduated from Harvard in 1903, then he married his wife Eleanor. Before passing the bar exam in 1907, he had attended Columbia Law School. After this, Roosevelt worked for a New York law firm. In 1910, 
Roosevelt became a New York State Senator. When the Great Depression hit in 1929, Roosevelt was serving as New York Governor. He won the 1932 presidential election and served as the 32nd President of the United States from 1933 until his death in 1945. Known for his important New Deal policies, Roosevelt has since gone down in history as one of the greatest US presidents. Okay, so the first thing you might notice is the use of dates. And this is actually a really easy way to check for the chronological order text structure. So looking back, we can see the dates. Born 1882, graduated 1903, Great Depression, 1929, elected president in 1932, and died in 1945. And this may be even clearer when you can read the numbers and see the dates in order on, on the page, um, instead of just hearing the text read aloud. Another big clue that this text is in chronological order is the use of transitions and prepositions that link words, phrases, and sentences together. The first one we see is in the phrase, then he married his wife. Then tells us that the event of this sentence happened after the events of the sentence before. So he got married after graduating college. He graduated college and then got married. Be careful with the next sentence. Before passing the bar exam in 1907 tells us that what comes next in the sentence actually happened first. So Roosevelt had first attended Columbia and then he passed the bar exam. The phrase after this clearly tells us that the event of this sentence happened later than the sentence before it. We then see when the Great Depression hit this tells us what Roosevelt was doing during or at the same time as the Great Depression was happening. From 1933 until 1945, of course, tells us the duration of Roosevelt's presidency or how long he was president, beginning in 1933 and ending in 1945. Finally, the word since lets us know that the sentence is talking about a time after the event of the sentence before. And finally, we have our last text structure, description and example text structures. This text structure is maybe one of the simplest. First, a person, object or idea is described using details and adjectives. Then to make sure that people understand who or what this person, object, or idea is, some examples are given. These examples are usually ones that people reading or listening should know well. Let's try looking at an example of a description and example text. Beverage is another word for drink. There are many kinds of beverage. There are cold beverages. These are drinks that are usually served cold with ice such as iced tea and lemonade. Some beverages are carbonated, which means they contain gas, which makes them fizz. For example, sodas like cola or root beer. We also have alcoholic beverages. For instance, beer, wine, and liquor 
or contain alcohol. Finally, warm beverages are popular, specifically tea and coffee. The key to identifying description and example text structures is to again look for key phrases. We see many of these in the passage. First, we have a description of cold beverages with a list of examples after such as. So, such as iced tea and lemonade. Such as usually comes after a comma. We then have a description of carbonated beverages. The phrase, for example, with a comma after it, is used to give examples of these. For example, sodas like cola or root beer. Uh, this word like also helps us know that uh, these are examples, cola or root beer. We then see the phrase, for instance, used in a similar way to give examples of alcoholic drinks. For instance, beer, wine, and liquor all contain alcohol. Lastly, warm drinks are introduced. The phrase specifically is used to specify or give exact or accurate examples of warm drinks, specifically tea and coffee. The author likely hopes that readers will be familiar with drinks like iced tea, beer or coffee so that when they explain beverages like cold drinks, alcoholic drinks and warm drinks that the readers can build a picture of these things in their mind using beverages that they know about already. Now let's have a look at a couple of examples you can try on your own. Try to identify the text structure and any key phrases that help you decide. Write them down on a piece of paper if it helps. If we hold the meeting on Monday, almost all the staff will be able to attend, although Julie won't be in that day. A benefit of meeting Monday is that everyone will have time to prepare over the weekend. However, I don't think the staff will want to think about work during their two days off. Another drawback is that staff often seem sleepy and distracted on Mondays. If we hold the meeting on Monday, almost all the staff will be able to attend, although Julie won't be in that day. A benefit of meeting Monday is that everyone will have time to prepare over the weekend. However, I don't think the staff will want to think about work during their two days off. Another drawback is that staff often seem sleepy and distracted on Mondays. Okay, so the type of text structure here is pros and cons. We see almost all the staff will be able to attend, and this looks like a pro. The word although tells us the phrase Julie won't be in that day is probably a con. The word benefit tells us this sentence is a pro. However, at the start of the next sentence tells us that what's next is a con. And the word drawback tells us the next sentence is another con. So well done if you spotted most of those keywords and identified the correct text structure. Okay, now for the next example. Ivan stayed up late playing video games last night. This caused him to get very little sleep. Since Ivan didn't get enough sleep, he woke up late this morning and missed the school bus. 
Ivan was late to school because he had to wait for his parents to drive him in, which meant he missed important information about his geography quiz. Therefore, he had to finish it after school. Ivan stayed up late playing video games last night. This caused him to get very little sleep. Since Ivan didn't get enough sleep, he woke up late this morning and missed the school bus. Ivan was late to school because he had to wait for his parents to drive him in, which meant he missed important information about his geography quiz. Therefore, he had to finish it after school. Okay, so the text structure of this passage is cause and effect. We see the first cause, Ivan stayed up late, in the first sentence. Next, we see, this caused him to get very little sleep. Ivan not sleeping is an effect. The word since tells us Ivan not sleeping is a cause of the effect of Ivan waking up late and missing the school bus. Because tells us that Ivan waiting for his parents caused the effect of Ivan being late to school. The phrase this meant then tells us that Ivan waiting for his parents and being late to school caused the effect of Ivan missing information about his geography quiz. Finally, the word therefore tells us the last sentence is an effect. Okay, and now for the last example here. If you want to keep fish, you'll need to set up a tank. First, you need to make sure the tank is clean. Then you can rinse pebbles and ornaments before placing them at the bottom of the tank. After that, you can start filling your tank with water until it's almost at the top. Following that, turn on the filter and add water treatments. Finally, leave the tank to cycle for a week before adding any fish. If you want to keep fish, you'll need to set up a tank. First, you need to make sure the tank is clean. Then you can rinse pebbles and ornaments before placing them at the bottom of the tank. After that, you can start filling your tank with water until it's almost at the top. Following that, turn on the filter and add water treatments. Finally, leave the tank to cycle for a week before adding any fish. Okay, so if you chose chronological order or sequence text structure for this passage, then well done, you're absolutely right. There are no dates or times in this one, but we do see some keywords and phrases and sentence order to help us. We see the keyword first. First, you need to clean the tank. So, of course, this is the first step, number one. The next keyword is then telling us we rinse pebbles and ornaments after cleaning the tank, but before putting them in the tank. Then we see the phrase after that, meaning we fill the tank with water after everything is clean. Until tells us we start filling the tank and stop when it's almost full. The word following means the same as then, after, or next, meaning we treat the water after it is clean and full of water. And finally tells us this is the last step, 
before we put fish in the tank. So hopefully that one is a little bit simpler um, and easier to identify. And that's the end of today's lesson and today's podcast. Here's what you can take away. We can identify the different text structures by searching for certain key phrases and looking at the order of sentences and phrases. Compare and contrast structures focus on the similarities and differences of two things. These use phrases like both, neither, or though, but, however, same, similar, and different. Pros and cons structures focus on the good and bad of one thing. You'll see words like pro, positive, benefit, and advantage to describe pros or the good points, and words like con, negative, drawback, and disadvantage to describe cons or the bad points. You'll also see phrases like in compare and contrast texts such as however, on one hand, on the other hand, and although. Problem and solution structures first describe a problem, issue, or difficulty often with negative language. In our landfill example, we had running out, destroy, etc. Next, they give potential solutions, often with words like solution, fix, remedy, or answer. Cause and effect structures describe an event that causes or leads to another event or situation. Causes can be linked to effects with words like caused, because, since, prompted, therefore, and resulted. Chronological order or sequence structures describe an event or process from beginning to end in the order that things happened. The easiest way to identify chronological structures is to look for times and dates that start from earliest and end in latest. For example, the year 2019, 2020, or 2021, a sequence like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or times like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. You will also see phrases like before, after, then, next, and previous that help explain the order in which events happened. Description and example structures first describe a person, object, or idea, and then give specific examples. You can identify these structures from words like, for example, for instance, such as specifically, particularly, additionally, and to illustrate. Practice identifying these text structures by listening to the practice tests again, or by looking at other texts you find yourself. With that, you should be on your way to mastering text structure questions on the Reasoning Through Language Arts GED test. I've been Helen Pope. Thank you for listening, and good luck. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a production of Lanier Technical College Adult Education.